I can't tell you how much love I feel for all of you that, I don't know how many times I've been here, but I, many, many times I have affectionate thoughts of seeing your faces and just uh, no matter where I am, I'm thinking of you. I love the family of God. I love the, the way we can meet somebody and feel like you've known them all your life, you know, and just the, you could trust people even with your billfold. And uh, so I'm just delighted to be here. At the, uh, that was a long flight out here yesterday and I'm going to be here all week and I'm just very excited. Uh, I wish my wife could have come with me, but she's not near spiritual enough. So, um, no, she would have loved to have been here. But uh, it's just, uh, God is so much fun. He really is. And uh, uh, so anyway, we, I was in, uh, my wife did this deal for me to plan a 50th anniversary of my ordination, which I was ordained at five years old. And uh, the, uh, so they really pulled it off. But I walked in this venue and there, it, there, there sat John and Prudence. And I think, what are they doing here? And then I saw Teresa and I thought, what is she doing here? All these people, and it, I just couldn't wrap my brain around. I thought, what is going on? And I thought it was a birthday surprise, and then they said, no, it's your 50th year in the ministry. So anyway, I, it was a shock. I'm still getting over it. So you felt, felt the love of God and uh, many well-wishers, but uh, I'm going to be doing this a long time. I've just, I don't have any intention of slowing down. I did find out that Taco Bell is the only place you can get gas for a dollar thirty-nine. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I got a message here to preach. I don't know. I'll I'll try to condense it here, but uh, and we just want God to to move. In fact, during the worship, the, the Lord uh, He just shows me things sometimes, but that that there's a uh, somebody having an issue with your teeth. I don't know what's going on, but it's just really painful and it's really a mess and the Holy Ghost is going to do something for you. I've seen God do those kind of things. And then somebody else with your skin, you have a nasty skin condition. I kept seeing red welts and stuff, but it's going to go. That, that will go. That's just the word of the Lord to you and it probably his reward for you coming. But uh, the Lord wants to always move in our lives and so forth. So anyway, I want to talk about growth and maturity. Uh, it says in Luke 2.52 that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature with favor with God and man. Uh, it also says in Hebrews 5, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having become perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation. There was an old mindset in the church I grew up in that the ultimate is just to say the sinner's prayer, accept Jesus Christ in your life, and it's all done. Then you wait for heaven. But God wants to do a work in us. He wants to mature us. How many know, uh, you know, I, I think uh, Sam and Julia got this new little, was a month old now? She, yeah, and I'm, you have a desire for her to grow, right? And God's the same way. 
He loves us as we are, but he wants us to mature. He wants us to grow. And does God have a plan for your life? Yes. But so does the devil. The devil wants to keep you intimidated. The devil wants to keep you discouraged, inferior, all those things. But God is committed to your growth. He says in Philippians 1, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. So we're, we're learning to get committed to God, but God is committed to us. And he wants us to not just be saved and born again and go into heaven, but he wants us to mature. Uh, there's a real rebuke in Scripture, probably the hardest one. He says in Hebrews 5, verse 12, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you've come to need milk and not solid food. So, and then there's a Scripture I think is the cry of God's heart, and he says in uh, Ephesians 4, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things into him who is the head. So God has a vision for every one of us. Not He wants us to be saved. He wants us to have eternal life, but he wants to do a work in us. I think a lot of times God's attitude is, how far will you let me work with you? How far will you let me take you? Uh, so I've, I've got six brief points here. Number one, talking about maturity, God loves you and accepts you. I'll make it even better. God likes you. I, I think that, that, that I, I want to, you know, it's so generic to hear people say, well, God loves you and, and so forth. But you know that, but it's even better, I think, to say God accepts you. I also might add, he thinks you're very strange. But, 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 you know, God accepts us. And the world has this distortion. The world has this distortion. God is mad, distortion. God is mad at me. He wants me to fail. Uh, I, you know, how, how many ever heard, you know, if I go to church, the roof will fall in. And I always say, well, we, we give out hard hats, so you'll be fine. You know, uh, but, you know, God doesn't want you to have fun. And he's, he's upset with your sin and so forth. Well, that is not God's attitude. God likes you. And I think unworthiness is probably the, the greatest stronghold out there. Because people don't feel worthy. Uh, I was, last Sunday, we were in a church in Kansas City. And uh, they, were, they were just having a mainly a Sunday morning, but mainly about prayer. And during, people would come up to me and they'd say, would you pray for me? And then it was all about, I feel so unworthy. I feel like God doesn't care. I feel like uh, God's against me. And all these lies. So somewhere you got to get it settled. you got to get it settled. First John says, love has been perfected among us that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. God doesn't want you to be tormented. He who fears has not been made perfect in love. And I know what I'm talking about. And if you want to be discouraged, I am a professional. Uh, I can help you be discouraged. Uh, but Paul talks about in Ephesians 3, he said that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love 
may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Wow. I like Romans 8, 31. What should we say about these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how much more, how, much, how shall he not more with him more freely give us all things? So God's on your side. That's the first step of maturity because the devil works hard to say you're no good, you're, you're not accepted, you're a failure, and, and, and we got to go beyond these things. I, I hear people say, why is God mad at me? Of course, that's what the devil wants you to think. God's mad at you. Number two, refuse to be a victim. The greatest problem I see stunning people's growth is the need to be right. Everything's always someone else's fault. I want to tell you about being a victim. There's only one victim out there, and his name is Jesus. He was crucified so unjustly. So God doesn't want us to take that victim card and, and live in that victim of everything, but to grow up. President Truman, I don't know how many years ago, the 40s, but he, he said dealing with some of you is like trying to push a string. There's, not, there's a refusal to grow. You know, trying to push a string, that's a graphic thing. And his wife, people complained to Bess Truman, his wife, that he always used the word manure <laughs> about everything. He always used the word manure, and they said, why don't you get him to stop saying manure? And she said, well, it took me 30 years to get him to say manure instead of the other. Uh, so, uh, but, but, but it is sometimes where it's like trying to push a string. There has to be something in us that says, God, deal with me. Have your way. Uh, in, in Jeremiah it says, Moab has been, verse 40, chapter 48, Moab has been at ease from his youth. He has settled on his dregs. He's not been emptied from vessel to vessel nor has he gone into captivity. Therefore, his taste remained in him, and his scent has not changed. I don't want to, you know, have you ever been out on the summer day and take a garden hose and turn the water on and take a drink? And how many know it tastes hosey? <laughs> it has that Walmart taste in it. And, and, but but we, don't, we don't want to taste hosey. We want to grow beyond that. And the only way to get rid of that hosiness and that human nature is to let the Holy Spirit flow. As a pastor, I noticed over the years, some people grow in leaps and bounds, and others don't grow. They just seem to stay the same. And it, it all has to do with letting the Lord work in your life. Because His intention... He that has begun a good work in you, he's going to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's, he's, he wants to make every one of us grow. You know, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you didn't just receive healing. You didn't just receive the gift of tongues. You didn't just receive the gift of miracles or prophecy. You received the spirit of truth. And God has a bad habit of telling you the truth. <laughs> I love this scripture. Uh, it says there was a long, this is Second Samuel chapter 3, there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, but David grew stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. In other words, the house of David and us, 
God intends our spiritual man to get stronger and stronger. And he intends that house of Saul, the flesh, to get weaker and weaker. That's God's, God's purpose. God is so amazing because he, t- he doesn't pick perfect people. You couldn't get anybody more shy than me. And yet God picks the weakest. He picks the helpless and he shows his strength. Next point, number three, use your authority. God has given you authority. In Jude, he talks about, in, in verse 3 and 4, he said, uh, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once delivered to all the saints. Wonderful chapter there in Jude. There's only one chapter. Um, we have to contend. We have to learn to contend. How many know the devil's not happy for you? He's not saying, listen, I hated to lose you, but good luck with your new master. He's, he's out there to hinder you, to hinder all of us. But the beauty of it is the devil doesn't function through power. All power has been given to me, Jesus said. So the only thing left is the lies we have to deal with. So uh, a friend of mine says, a lie unchallenged becomes the truth to you. So we have to learn to challenge lies. And so he says, for though we, for 2 Corinthians 10, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, speculations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. So that's our job. To grow, we have to have an aggressiveness. We have to, we have to say, I, I, there's somebody out there that wore a T-shirt, and I thought it was so good. It, all the T-shirt said is, not today, Satan. Yeah, I love that. I love that because, you know, I've made a purpose. You know, devil, you're not going to do it today. It's not going to happen because I, for years I've given in to depression. I've given in to discouragement. I want to tell you what depression is. Depression starts from self-centeredness. And how many know 10 minutes on you will make anyone depressed? It's, it, it just, but, but in other words, we're, we're, not, we're, not created, we're not created to dwell on ourselves. That's not the way God made us. We're, we're created to dwell on Him. And, and some people, it, it's just like they're so into themselves that uh, they, they're just depressed. I've told you this before, but I was on a flight from Los Angeles to Atlanta and long four-hour flight a number of years ago, and this guy's in the plane. I, by, by the wonderful grace of God, I got the middle seat. And uh, <laughs> I'm flying that whole flight, and this guy next to me, he, he sits down, and he puts his arm on my armrest, so I don't, I'm not only uncomfortable, I don't have any place to put my arm. And, you know, I was riding along thinking of there's different ways I could hurt him, and uh, in the middle of the flight, he reaches down, gets in his briefcase, and he pulls out a book. And the book, the title of the book is something like How to Be a Successful Pastor. And everything in me wanted to say, well, you could start by getting your fat arm off my armrest, you know. In, in other words, there, there's there, so many times there's, there, there's, we want to serve God 
we want to serve God in this grandiose way, but God says, why don't you start by, by getting your mind off yourself and so forth. So uh, there, there's, have <laughs> you ever noticed um, being aggressive and being ruthless against the enemy? Have you ever noticed going to the gym? One thing I've learned about the gym, it doesn't do much good to drive by. Uh, the, the, but when you do go in the gym, and no matter how much you pay for a membership, all they're giving you, all they're offering you is resistance. You go in there and you say, I want to get in shape. And the only thing they sell you is resistance, and you're paying money for it. And, and it's like, but that's what it is. That's what God says. He said, I want you to be strong, but it's going to take some resistance. It's going to take some 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 pushing back hallelujah uh i always say you can't get strong watching someone else exercise you can't get strong hearing someone else preach one thing i believe about preaching you don't need to hear it once we really ought to go home and just study it and meditate on it and chew on it hallelujah hebrews he says therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let's, let's lay aside the weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. I believe that sin is just plain old unbelief. And man, when I get attacked by, the, attacked by the devil, I don't know about you, but I don't feel like rebuking the devil. I don't feel like resisting the devil. I feel like slapping somebody. You know, you just, you, you feel like, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like there's this... There's this cruddy feeling that comes over you, but God says, stand up and fight. Number four, stop thinking about yourself 100% of the time. You ever been talking to somebody and you'll tell them, boy, my knee hurts. And they'll say, why well, my, my knee really hurt and I had three transplants and you know, that go on and on about that. And they just leave you in the dust talking about their pain. Well, I, I really believe, Paul said, when I was a child, 1 Corinthians 13, I spoke as a child, understood as a child, thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. In other words, I stopped thinking about me so much. When I, they always say, if you don't think you're self-centered, who do you look for first on a group photo? Wow. I have three children. Uh, they've grown. Uh, but when they were little, leave the living room, go out to the garage, get in the car, and every single time they all follow me to the car door. Here I am getting ready to drive, and they are all right behind me. And I have to explain to him, this car has four doors. And this one is for the driver. But it's like I've learned about children. They don't want to use their brain. They want to live off yours. And so it, it's just too much work to do that. So I have to say, okay, go around to the other door, get in the car that way. But there, there's, I, I think, you know, I think we're all born lazy. I really do. Have you ever seen a kid say, listen, I can't play. I need to clean my room. You know, you never, you, you can't, you don't see that because, because there's no, it's just not a natural thing. But God's saying, I want you to grow. The world, many people just go aimlessly through life, 
just getting through. God doesn't want you to just go aimlessly through life. He wants you to fight for what he has. He wants you to possess the purpose that he has for you. Being old doesn't make you mature. Somebody said, a friend of mine says, if you want to see the Antichrist, look in the mirror. Because I guarantee you, everything about your flesh is Antichrist. Wow. I like to put it this way. Maturity is not when you stop holding up convenience stores. Maturity is when you stop trusting your own sense realm. I usually, you know, we all, as we all do, pray, take some time to pray. We pray for ourselves. We all do this. And one day I was praying for myself, and I felt like I heard God yawn. Uh, it's like, because, and I feel very strongly instructed, I am not allowed to pray for myself until I first go to God and say, who needs prayer? Lord, who's on your mind this morning? And, and so forth. So, so there, there's a process going on, and there's a work going on that God wants us to grow. He loves us too much to say the same. And so I love this scripture in Romans uh, 12, first of all. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the, and he knows three things, the good will of God, the acceptable will of God, and the perfect will of God. So I think there's three levels at least. You're saved. You belong to the Lord, even though you have an odd-shaped head. You belong to the Lord. You know you're going to heaven. You're in the good will of God. But there's also a higher level. There's an acceptable will of God. You've learned to discern. You've learned to listen to God. You've learned. To, and then there's, you go on and there, it ends up where there's a perfect will of God. I believe we can get to the place where we are in the perfect will of God. We know we're in his will. We know we're hearing him. We know we're listening to him. Uh, he says in... I never saw this till this morning, but Romans 8, he says, those that are in the flesh cannot please God, for if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh, you will live. Notice he didn't say that if by working extra hard or by using a lot of human effort, but he says... If by the Spirit you put to death the let deeds of the flesh. We think we can do it on ourselves. I remember a friend of mine, Charles Simpson, used to say he was a Baptist pastor and he smoked, he loved cigarettes, he loved cigars, and he could not quit. He tried to quit. He tried, he couldn't. So one day he goes to the Lord and he said, Lord, I just want to tell you, I love tobacco. I love tobacco more than anything else. In fact, if they made tobacco sandwiches, I would eat them. And when he said that, he said all of a sudden all the desire left him. And he said, I never smoked another one because, because God just, just took, that, <laughs> took that out of him when he became honest. So it's not human effort. Number five, I'm almost done. Part of your growth, and here, I, I mean this with all my heart, Ask the Lord questions. 
David said in Psalm 27, I will inquire in his temple. I believe as we grow in God, we, we learn to lean on the Lord, but we also want to understand more. As a pastor, I learned there's two things that make people grow. Number one, when you start hearing God yourself. Number two, when you resist the devil on your own volition. you'll grow like a weed. There's three things no one can do for you. No one can spend time with God for you. No one can resist the devil for you. And no one can stand on the word for you. I think when we get to heaven, a lot of people are going to say, Lord, why didn't you tell me? And he says, he'll say, because you never ask. The disciples always came, it says many times in Scripture, they pulled him aside and said, Lord, tell, tell us the meaning of that parable. Hmm. Wow. God's given us his word, but you know what? The word is like a banquet, but the Holy Spirit is the server. You ever do this at a restaurant? When the waiter comes, say, what's best on this menu? <laughs> You can go to God and you can say, God, what's, what, what do you want me to look at here today? Because there's 131,000 words. What do you want me to look at here today? Wow. One thing God's taught me lately, this has just never hit me before, but it, it just don't just pray, marinate. Don't just go to God and pray about things, but go to God and marinate in his presence. I grew up with four sisters on a farm. I never learned to cook, but boy, can I shovel manure. I'm real good at that, and, but I never was taught to cook. But one thing I know about marinating, it adds flavor, I've heard, and it tenderizes the meat. Sometimes it's not enough to pray. You need to get in God's presence and just marinate. Yeah. Just stay there and just, and just wait there and let him talk to you. Let him, let him impart something to you. Wow. Yeah. And it's amazing how if you just linger. And I, I've never done that before because you think, well, I'm going to pray for this, pray for that, pray for this person. But sometimes the Lord just wants to talk to you, so marinate. Just sit there and marinate. And it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will come in. You'll start getting thoughts. You'll start getting insights. You'll start things will come to you that you never thought of before. Last point. I'm cutting this real short. God intends to exalt you. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that you may, he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon the pastor. Excuse me. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. God's going to exalt you. That's his intention. But he's not going to exalt your flesh. He's not going to exalt your ego. But he's going to exalt his purpose in you. Wow. You know, the real issue isn't whether... I can find the faith to trust God. The real issue is whether God can trust me. Yeah. 
Hmm. Wow. Oh, when I was a young evangelist, I've been doing this for, for so long, but I would, I would go out and God would use me, and then I'd come home and I would just go through hell on earth. And it was just like, if there was anything that went to my head, believe me, God knew how to kick my rear and, and so forth. But, but God has every intention for us to grow. You ever read that scripture that says, every branch in me, me that bears fruit, he what? He cuts it back. So it'll bear more fruit. Hallelujah. Don't you appreciate the Lord? So anyway, I, I, I'm just, I'm really cutting this short, but the, God wants us to grow. The one thing I loved about raising children, you know, when they're little, you dress them, and then they get a little older, and you still help them dress them, but then when you tell them to dress yourself, get your, get your clothes on yourself. They pick out some pretty weird outfits, but, but uh, that, that's a freedom. And I think when we first get saved, God does a lot for us. He just does it. He just goes out of his way. He lets things happen. But then later, he's saying, dress yourself. Put on your own garment of praise. Declare who you are. Resist the devil. You ever been sitting there in your bathrobe and a big old spider crawls up your leg? You say, who can I call? Who can I call to pray for me? No. You should be able to say, I'm going to get that thing off me. And... Or you might go, like that. But whatever, you do it yourself. That's the way God's created us. You don't grow by thinking about it. You don't grow by hearing about it. You grow by doing business with the Lord. Anyway, I don't know what it is about my brother here. What's your first name? Brandon. But I keep seeing the anointing of the Lord on your hands and, and uh, just the Lord. It's a real season of God giving increase in your life and it's a season of, it's like he's been plowing deep, but you're getting ready to see a harvest. And God's going to so use and touch things you put your hand to. I don't know what this is about, but it's like, the, the enemy loves to bring conflict. He loves to bring hindrance. But God's winning in this thing. And he's going to fulfill it all. I don't know, all morning I just can't get you off my mind because I just feel this about God's up to something so good that he's declaring his fruitfulness in your life. And things that have seemed like giants are going to shrink and seem like nothing. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, this girl that absolutely cannot play the violin, uh, uh, but, but I, kept, I kept seeing you. What's your first name, by the way? Sharon. I kept seeing you like getting fit, like tough and full of strength. You're sitting up there, and I keep just seeing this, that, and, and I feel this about your future. It's very bright. And there's going to be more and more uh, victories. And the Lord is ordering 
your steps. And there's, a, there's, there's more going to be accomplished in these next years than you've ever dreamed of, both of you. Um, but it's like God getting you in shape, getting you in shape for, for the victories ahead. It is so real to me, so real to me. Hallelujah. Oh, man. So we just mess around here for a few minutes. We got it. It's Mother's Day, but who cares, you know? Uh, but, uh, the, the, uh, Henny Youngman used to have a, he was a, you young people never heard of him. He was an old comedian. He said, my mother lived to be in her 90s, and she never used glasses. She always used those paper cups. And oh, yeah. Anyway, you got it. You're worth waiting for. You, you really are. Um, we just want to mess around here, but I, I just want to pray for um, a few people. Uh, there's someone that you have two children, but one of them like really loves the Lord. The other is really like turned and twisted and disjointed. But I feel the Lord telling me today to tell you, you begin to exalt the Lord and God's going to turn that other one to the Lord with a fervency and with a fire. I just see it. I just see it so clear. Hallelujah. Oh, man. So when, when, when God says things like this, and I, you know, I'll put it like this. How many believe if God says something, it'll come to pass? Let me ask you one more question. How many believe if he uses my mouth to say it, it'll still come to pass? Because the word of the Lord is, is the word of the Lord. But I want to pray for three, I believe there's three people that have, you battle headaches, a lot of headaches, and I want you just to let me know who you are. In fact, the three of you, if you'll just run up here a minute, because, and I promise you, you will never have headaches again. You will not have headaches again. But those three people that deal with headaches all the time. Yeah, come on up. Hallelujah. Should be one more that just deal with headaches all the time. You should have said something when I was back there. But, uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, come on. No, no, come. No, come. Come on. It's okay. Yes, yes, come on. Don't be shy. We all do this. We, everybody does this. But we think, well, it's probably for somebody else. Well, who cares? God, you know, if a farmer prays for rain and the guy next door didn't pray, he's not saying, I don't receive it. I don't receive it. No, the rain, the rain is good. So how long have you had the headache? For? About the last two weeks. Really? Just severe, like... Your name? Lisa. Lisa. Lord, we just agree that Lisa's delivered today and whatever's causing these, you're healing the root of this. We could declare it as done in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. There's some good news coming your way, and it's going to happen in the most unusual way. And the Lord is going to, uh, he's going to shock you and surprise you with this. But you're not going to have headaches anymore. You're healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Brian? Brandon. Brandon, yes. 
How long have you had headaches? Uh, about 15 years. 15 years. Third deployment. Really? Since your third deployment, you said? Well, Lord, we thank you for Brandon. We thank you for just the healing going on today. We thank you for the mighty work of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your amazing, amazing, amazing strength, oh God, that this will not be a part of his life. You know, I really, again, God's really putting your life together. He's just putting it all together. Things are going to accelerate big time. Hallelujah. Yes, there. You're not going to have those anymore. God's taking care of you. First name, Claire. Claire. And Lord, we thank you for Claire today. We thank you for healing her. How long have you had these? Migraines since I was eight. Since you were eight, so it's been over four years. So, <laughs> Lord, we thank you. We thank you for healing Claire, God. We thank you today. You've ordained it that her headaches are healed. She's whole. And Lord, we know right now, right now, you're touching the root of them, what causes them. And you're reaching in there and putting that, her body in order. And whatever's going on there is cured. It's done. It's done. Hallelujah. And I hear the Lord saying, as you show diligence, the sky's the limit. You have a wonderful hunger for God. You really do. And as you show diligence, there will not be anything withheld. The sky's the limit. Even a few years from now, you're going to look back and be amazed at the strides you've taken in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. His headaches, what's your name? Silas. Sil Silas. Silas. How long have you had headaches? A while. A while, okay. Well, we agree for Silas. We just all agree. We all agree in this room through the victory. We thank you, Holy Spirit, to heal the root of Silas's headaches. Whatever's causing them, we declare them done in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And Lord, make him a soldier. I see him like a soldier. Lord, make him a soldier, one of your soldiers, marching for you, hallelujah, unashamed, hallelujah. Who in your household doesn't sleep well? Um. Depend my my daughter, which is his mother, uh -huh. and but we're kind of separated. Yeah. Um, so there's many times when she doesn't, but there's yeah. times when I don't. Well, I'm always awake in the middle of the night. Well, we just so. declare peace over your fa Jesus. this household, over your daughter, over you. We declare peace, 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 peace. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Thank you. Oh man, that's done. That's a done deal. That's a done deal. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's uh, someone who had a cancer scare. Uh, you're cured now. You're in remission. But the Lord keeps telling me, don't, you don't have to fear because that thought of it, is it going to come back? It's not going to come back. You're done. You're, you're through. And I know you'll know it's you that I'm speaking to right now. It's just done. It's healed. You're whole. You're well. And so... You can't get better news than that. Hallelujah. 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 So praise God. God is so good. He's so faithful. And I'm excited about tomorrow night because we have this freedom to just flow in the Holy Spirit. And um, the other day, or a few weeks ago, in Quincy, Illinois, 
there was a word of the Lord came on Friday night. Somebody here has had an eye injury. And some lady raised her hand and said, well, I think it's, I have, I have had cataract surgery. So we prayed about her. But when that word about eye injury came, this little 12-year-old girl said, Dad, that's you. But he didn't come. But the next night, there was another word about something about the eye, and this guy came up. He's a pastor in DeLeon, De, De Texas. And he was blind in one eye. Totally blind. The doctors had removed his eyeball three times trying to get it to work. He had had a weed eater accident and he's just blind. This, when he came up, we all just prayed and so the, at the end of the prayer, he said, I, I said, is it better? He says, yeah. I, I said, what, what would you say, like 10%? He said, oh, more like 80. And anyway, God restored his eye so he could see perfectly and he'd been totally blind for three years, totally blind. And then his wife standing there, she said he had a bad scar from the weed eater thing, and it's gone. It just, it, God just healed that. Hallelujah. So I, I'm convinced, I'm convinced God wants to do things. He, he just wants to do more. And he's, he's not against us. He's for us. Um, I want to pray for a couple of people. One person, you get a lot of dizzy spells. I, I, I want you to come up here if you will. You get a lot of dizzy spells, and I hope you're a blonde because I'd love to pray for a dizzy blonde. Uh, but you get, uh, you get a lot of dizzy spells. So whoever that is, if you just let me pray with you a second. I don't know what's going on. A lot of dizzy spells. And then there's another, uh, I think there's more than one, but the last couple of years, uh, you came very close to death. I mean, if God hadn't intervened, you'd be gone. I think there's at least two of you that way. If you'll, if you'll just make yourself known or walk up here and let me pray over you. Very close to death. And we're, we're going to just seal this off. That happened to you? Dizzy. Dizzy. Man, you should have been blonde. Uh, but, <laughs> what's your first name? Katrina. Well, Lord, we thank you for Katrina. We thank you for healing, healing her. And Lord, we just declare no more dizziness. Whatever's causing this weird stuff going on, we declare her healed, saved in Jesus' name. I don't know if it's a man, a husband, a brother, or some male that really needs prayer. Is it your brother? And is, is this a spiritual thing or a physical thing? I mean, is he, his marriage, his whole thing. So we just, God's going to do something or God wouldn't be bringing it up. What's his name? We declare, Lord, to a neck, we declare the healing, the deliverance, the power of God to be manifest. We know you're talking to us. We know we're receiving from you. We know you're doing it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you for healing this dizziness, whatever causes it. You're getting ready to be promoted. There's a wonderful promotion coming your way. That's the Holy Spirit talking. Hallelujah. What, what's, what's this about you? Uh, 
Okay, two and a half years ago, I had a heart attack and flatlined in the ER. You flatlined? I flatlined, oh, and God brought me back. And wow. Got a pacemaker. You got a pacemaker? Yeah, uh -huh. that, so. Lord, we thank you for healing our brother. We thank you for bringing him back that where he could, he could have lost his life so easy. We just declare that you're going to add many years, many years, many years. I see you being a comfort and a blessing to a lot of people. I see God using your life like, I see like an octopus. It's just all kinds of different ways God will put you in situations. You're touching a lot of people. You're going to touch more and more people. And it's going to be the hand of the Lord. It's going to be easy because it's the Holy Spirit doing it. Amen. So thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that something? You could have been gone. You were gone. Now you're back. What happened to you? I had too much insulin. Okay. And um, my husband came home, and I was unconscious. Okay. And the EMT said that if I if I hadn't been taken care of by then, that I that it would have been gone in 15 yeah. minutes. In 15 minutes. Goodness. Your name is Roberta. Roberta. Lord, we thank you today for Roberta. We thank you for holding on to her life. We thank you, God, for the quality of life coming. Lord, we thank you to restore her. Restore her body in Jesus' name. Restore her completely in Jesus' name. You know what I hear? I hear a phrase, good years ahead. Good years ahead. So God bless you. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know what you've been through in your life. What is your first name? Eddie. Eddie. But I keep hearing this word about restoration. You've been through a lot. You've, you've tasted a lot of bitterness and junks. You've been through some stuff, and God sees it, and God knows. But God's going to restore you. And God's going to make you complete, and he's going to make you whole. And he, which only he can do, is going to satisfy you where you're going to feel so whole and so complete. God's hand is on you to daily lead you. And he's going to direct you. And he's going to cause you to enjoy life, to have the abundant life, and to know that he's, you're walking with him and he's walking with you. And you're going to enjoy every second of it. Yes, you are. You're being restored. You're being restored. You're being restored. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. A uh, couple things before we... I, I write down things that I hear from the Lord. Uh, uh, is there a couple here that you've been married 32 years right at it? Or right at... It seemed like right around 32 years. That's the length of your marriage. The man will have no clue, but if the woman... <clears throat> so, is there a couple here that way that you've been... It's like... I'm not sure what this is about, but you've been married 32 years. Maybe 31 and a half, maybe 32 and a half. I don't know. But it's real close to that. Does that pertain to anybody? Don't be shy and don't come up and say, well, it was really 31 and 7 eighths. So uh, there's. Um, yeah, okay. He Say that he will be. 
He's not here right now, but he will be. He's at home. He's at home. Okay. Does he serve the Lord? Does he? He says he loves the Lord, but he doesn't see a reason to come to church. He doesn't see a reason to come to church. I know it's more than just that I was speaking, but uh, <coughs> Lord, thank you. Now, there's a reason God gives this, because God's, when God talks, it has creative power. So God's interested in him, and he's interested in you. So we're going to call him forth. And thank you for the boldness of coming up. That probably took a lot of boldness for her. So Lord, we agree for this man to get desperate for you, to get hungry for you, and that their marriage can be on such a right track. And they can be at such a place together, 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 serving you together. You know, you know what I hear the Lord say? I just hear this sentence, I'm going to put fire in his bones. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I wouldn't go home and tell him that. He'll, it'll make him mad. But the Lord's going to do it. The Lord's going to do it. The Lord's going to do it. Hallelujah. You be encouraged. The, whole, the Holy Spirit doesn't lie. He knows what he's talking about. And uh, there's somebody, I think you're in this back section, but you've been through the hardest trial in your life, just the hardest trial. I think you're back here, but it, maybe I'm in the wrong section. But I want you to run up here. I'm not going to ask you any personal questions. I'm just going to pray for you. But if that's you, run up here. And also, there's a few people that have digestive issues, and I know that I know that I know you're going to be healed today. So if you have digestive issues, if you'll run up here and let's, we'll just pray. It's as simple as praying, as simple as obeying God. You know, Pastor was talking about receiving. It's so important to receive. You know what the Bible says? As many as received him... He gave them power to become. Let me put it this way. If you're not receiving, you're not becoming. And we're always in the process of becoming, but you've got to be a receiver. So who had the trial? Is that you guys? Yeah, let me, come here, let me pray with you. And again, God bless you for being honest because the Lord's going to work something wonderful for you. And I don't, I'm not going to know any details. We're just going to pray with you. First name? Jonathan. Jonathan and... Tracy. So, Lord, we all in this room agree for Jonathan and Tracy to be for the power of the resurrection, the power of the resurrection. You said the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in Jonathan and Tracy, God. Lord, we thank you for demonstrating your power. We don't know what they've been through, but we know it's been hard, hard, hard. So, Lord, we just download and we just agree with them that you're pouring into them what they need right now. And, Lord, you're in charge and you're faithful and they're going to experience a brand new beginning. And God's going to heal the hurt. I don't know what this is about, but God's going to heal the hurt. That's what I hear. He's going to heal the hurt. He's mindful of you more than you would ever know. Loves you more than you could have words to express. And he's going to heal the hurt. And everything's going to turn starting today. Yes, in Jesus' name. So God bless you both. 
You've, have you had some health issues, health battles? Battles. That's part of it? Well, the Holy Spirit knows you, so we're going to pray. It's Tra Tracy, is that right? We don't have to know anything else, but God's going to do something about your health, starting right now. So, Lord, we thank you for the healing that Tracy needs. We thank you, God, to pour into her right now. Pour into her system from the top of her head to the soles of her feet to pour in healing. We rebuke any contrary thing. We rebuke any form of disease or sickness or affliction, and we command it to leave. And, Lord, we thank you that we're going to hear a good, good report because you're up to something good. You're up to something wonderful. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it. We're going to watch God because he's heard. He's answered, and he's going to complete what's been spoken here today. God bless you. Bless you. Isn't that cool? I mean, that's so cool. So how many here have uh, the stomach issues? First name again. Roberta. Lord, we don't want to pray for Roberta anymore. Right. But we, uh, we bless her. No, I'm just kidding. But we just bless you with a perfect digestion. Perfect digestion. Perfect digestion. Amen. That's from God. I mean, I just feel this completeness. It's, God's just doing it. I just feel like he's smiling. Oh, yeah. First name. Then, then is it? This is a stomach digestion issue. So we just declare healing over you. Lord, we declare healing that is more complete than Vanessa would ever dream. Make it so she can eat, enjoy food, and go through life easily. Hallelujah. One thing the Lord shows me, the last couple of years have been really hard, and God's the, he's going to turn your mourning into dancing. He's going to turn things for you. Oh, my goodness. Do I know that? I know. Hallelujah. You're in good hands. You're in good hands because he's working in you. Hallelujah. First name is the stomach issue. Lord, we pray for Leah. We pray for the healing of her digestive system. We all agree. Amazing healing, God, in Jesus' name. We just declare, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, I'm going to make it easy. <laughs> I'm going to make it easy. Hallelujah. So we just agree with the Holy Spirit. That's it. First name. Jose. Jose. All right. We pray for Jose's healing of his stomach. We pray for his perfect health. Who died too young? A parent. Somebody died young. That was my brother. Your brother? A long time ago. Yeah. So he died as a, before, obviously, before time, his time or the time. Well, he was, he was young. He was, he was young. 19. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, well, Lord, we thank you for healing Jose's body today. We thank you, Lord, for the, the Holy Spirit's operation, the Holy Spirit's work. Thank you, Lord. I want to tell you something about you. You're a soul winner. You are a soul winner, and God's going to honor your labor, and you're going to have more and more uh, satisfaction of seeing people come to the Lord. God's going to open ears. They'll hear the message in you. They'll he they will hear the message. Praise God. Amen.
this stomach issue. Yes. First name is? Wafa. Help me, Jesus. Wafa. 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 We just agree for Wafa's healing. We agree for the virtue of Jesus Christ to flow right now through her body. There's been some kind of back issue too, and God is healing that today. Holy Spirit, we thank you for a brand new back, and Wolfa, we thank you for that spine being straightened, corrected, restored, repaired, all that she needs in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we declare it. Thank you, Lord. You get misunderstood a lot, but the, the Holy Spirit, he's going to, it's like he's tweaking things. You're going to start enjoying life more. Amen. Yeah, yeah. That's, there's a whole lot to be said behind that, but it's true. First name is Barbara. Lord, we thank you for healing Barbara's system today. We thank you for healing her stomach. We thank you for the, the work of the Holy Spirit, making Barbara totally whole. Hallelujah. All I know, Barbara, is you're important. You're important in the body of Christ. You've been through a lot, but they say when a pearl is made, it's, it, has, it has, goes through a lot, the sanding and the, that's you. You've been through a lot, but it's worth it because you're a pearl. Okay. okay, we'll just receive that for your daughter. We receive, Lord, that tremendous miracle for your daughter. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be sure to come tomorrow night. We'll have more time because I'm starting to feel intoxicated. I feel the presence of God, and it's just like it gets hard to walk, <laughs> to be truth. First name. Ashley. Ashley. Mm -hmm. Lord, we bless Ashley today with the healing she needs, and we thank you, Lord. What I hear the Lord saying is going to do more than even you're asking. So, Lord, let it be complete. Let it be amazing. Let it be perfect, what you're doing in her body. Thank you, Lord. You've been through a lot of storms, a lot of storms, but hallelujah. There's peace, peace, peace coming by the Holy Spirit. There's nothing you've been through that God's not going to use. You know that. He knows what you've been through. Amen. First name. Sionna. Sionna. Lord, heal Sionna today. We just agree with her. We agree in Jesus' name that you're touching her, giving her wholeness. You know, I feel like you react to different foods, but God, you're not going to react to anything. You really aren't. You're going to, you're, 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 what I hear the Lord saying, your system's going to work perfectly. About time, huh? Yeah. yeah. Amen. First name is Beatrice. Okay. Well, we'll pray for healing because I did hear, I felt like I heard something about the liver during the worship. But Lord, we just ask you for perfect healing of this liver, of this stomach, the whole system. You know, I can see you like in an operating room and you're being worked on. So I know that's the Lord that's working on you. He's fixing you. He is. He's fixing you. And there's no way out of it. All right? 
You're being fixed. It's so cool. You're being fixed and repaired. It's such good news. So God always has good news. Amen. First name. Carolina. 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 Okay. That'll work. Stomach digestion. A lot of issues. Lord, we just pray for Carolina and Catalina too, whoever that is. We just bless her. We bless her with healing, with health, with strength, above and beyond your wildest expectations. Above and beyond her wildest expectations. Again, above and beyond your wildest expectations. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. I know you're not up here for this, but you're, God's going to give you, bless you with opportunities, opportunities to minister. And it's like abundance. It's going to be abundant life to the point of off the charts because you're willing. And God's going to use you, and it's going to be significant, but you're going to have so much fun doing it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I know a lot of you don't like him, but I like him. Hallelujah. Amen. First name. Lorius. Lorius. Yeah. I have a lot of problems for my kids and problems, and I am sick. Okay. We just pray for 100% total healing. Remarkable, amazing, mind-boggling healing. To go to our dear sister and to her children, Lord, and just... Let your presence flow. Let your presence flow. Let your presence flow. Let your presence flow. Thank you, Jesus, for the wholeness, the completeness of your healing power. You know, I, I just feel like the Lord's saying, just grab a hold. Grab a hold. It's yours. It belongs to you. It's yours. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Ah, I'm always so relieved to get through my introduction. And um, the, uh, the, I, you know, here, here's what I want to say. The Holy Spirit is real. He's in your life to help you. He talks all the time. Most of us don't listen because he's not sensational enough. But it's a still, small voice you've got to pay attention to. Most of the time when the Lord talks to you, you think, am I hearing God or am I crazy? Am I making this up? But it, it, his voice is soft. It's still. Amen. Amen. So, I'll say this. Don't you appreciate the Lord? Because he's here. Hallelujah. He's with us. And he's here. And I'm excited about tomorrow night. And um, You know, if you're here and you, you're new, maybe uh, somebody made you come because it's Mother's Day. This is a great day to receive Jesus Christ in your life to let him take over and he has nothing but good intentions for you I promise you you know it's so simple and the world goes by and the people in the world they just they don't care but life's kind of short if you think about it and who wants to go into eternity without knowing you belong to the Lord you're going to heaven so if that's you today why don't afterwards you come up and we'll pray a prayer with you. And be bold. Be bold. 
God's a gentleman. He will not force you, but he sure will help you if you let him. Hallelujah. So let's all stand together, and I'm going to have pastor come. Um, I forgot to mention the books on the back table. A lot of you have... I've been here many times, so you've seen them. I got a new one coming out, but it's not ready yet. Um, there's one back there on the voice of God. It'll, it'll help you. Yeah. I promise you. And then there's several titles. The Ahab Spirit. I was... Most of that book is <laughs> about me. I changed the names, but it's like stuff I went through. And there's one about Jezebel and different things. Uh, also got a little mailing list, just short email once in a while I'm going to send out just to keep in touch with people and tell you who's winning elections and so forth. So uh, anyway, that's all back there on that back table. So anyway.